Are you not recording? Uh, I am recording. <laughs> I was going to say, now. Nathan. <laughs> hey, it's okay. We got rid of all that crap that we just went over for 10 minutes. <laughs> Come on. Now we don't have to edit that out. <laughs> we are yes. recording now, though. So that's good. Amazing. Okay. Take three. This is going to be a good one. I get my semi professional hat on. We're getting there. Hello. Oh, Nathan. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. All right. Three, two, one, go. Brave, strong paladins, sneaky assassin rogues, getting to play your favorite hero archetype. Let's play DD. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape real life and play pretend for one. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. My name is Morgan. And I'm Nathan. And today we are going to be talking about party composition. Yeah, and kind of what that means in uh, terms of setting up uh, a D&D party. Uh, and, you know, what... What effects that can have on, you know, you as a player and uh, choosing what you're going to play and how you're going to play it. And uh, and then as a DM, how you can, uh, you know, kind of work with that and try to make things a little bit a uh, little bit easier on your party or harder. If you really just don't like your party, I guess you can. You, I mean, if you if you want to have an unbalanced <laughs> party and the DM just wants to like really like wrench it in you could just everything they don't have is like the main points of the bl- the plot and they'll have to just figure it out that could be real hard yeah the the biggest thing here is it really depends on what you're playing as to whether or not your party composition matters and at that point you know you just have to have a conversation with the other players and with your dm and say you know what are we going to be going into is it important that we're balanced or is it important that we are in favor of a more tank style DPS style? Um, So let's go into the different types of party composition. There's, there's a lot of uh, to think about when you're, you're talking about the different types. So I mean, I think that, you know, this goes back to like, I mean, including D&D, but also like um, a lot of people getting into D&D now um, take this from a lot of, you know, different RPGs is like the, you know, kind of trinity of like, um, you know, tank, DPS and healer. Right. Um, Those are kind of like the basic ideas of like having those three will round you out. But you don't need all three. But those are the like main ideas and in you know there's there's a situation that is cool about D is that there's a lot of classes that have so many subclasses that they can mm-hmm. fall into a lot of these in different ways because you would think you know okay healer that could be that's your cleric right that's just that's just you're in immediately that's what you would think but you could have a tank cleric why not yeah you know, you could have a Warcaster, you know, Storm Cleric, you know, or Tempest Cleric or something like that that does your DPS. Like, it, you know, there's so many different ways to fill these roles out that if you are trying to worry about party composition and balance things out, it doesn't mean, okay, I have to play this or I have to play this to fill these roles. Yeah. And like I said before, that's something that you really just have to talk to your DM about and talk to the other players Are you concerned about your party being balanced? And if you are, then that's something that you need to figure out with everybody. You know, if someone is like, hey, I am a healer. I play a healer. That is what I do all the time. And you're somebody that just kind of goes with the flow. Then maybe you play a tank or you play a caster, play some DPS. If you want that balance. Now, there's absolutely some campaigns out there that everybody plays the same class. Um, I did a one shot <laughs> a little while ago with some friends and it was an all barred one shot in here. He will, <laughs> he will leave immediately if we speak about it. 
out of the gears, so we're free. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if Mod Madness is in here. Um, he hated it so bad. That poor kid. Uh, I say kid. He's like very many years older than me. Um, very many years. Well, I don't want to dox him, but he is. No, it just it just a funny. few years older than me, and. <laughs> he he was trying to DM. It was like the second time ever he DM'd and he hates bards and for some reason he decided to do an all bard one shot. Knowing that I specifically play a bard like all the time. <laughs> um a bard or a rogue. And dangerous game. <laughs> it was great. Um but the beauty of that campaign is every single one of us were bards, but we were each different bards. Yeah. We built our bards differently from each other. So some of us were more healing focused. Some of us were more damage focused. Some of us were more protection focused because, yes, you can build a protection bard. Um, so it really just depends on what your plans are going into it. Yeah, we're gonna, I also want to just real quick, since we're talking about this specifically, um, give a shout out to Armand Solis for, for put it, posing this question to us in our Discord. Uh, just, <laughs> yes. just all bard party, dot, 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 worth it? Worth it? <laughs> so shout out, shout out there so that we can, uh, since we're, we're talking on it. And, yes. and there's, there's really... I mean, what, in my opinion, why is it not worth it? I mean, you can make it work and you can, and like, as long as you're willing to have that conversation with your DM, um, maybe not Matt next time. Cause he will have a mental breakdown, but yeah, poor uh, guy, <laughs> you know, other, if, if the DM's willing to run something like that and like, this is like, why not have an all rogue party and they all work for a thieves guild. Why not have, you know, all these different kinds of things. Like, why not have an all barbarian party and they are in a barbarian tribe? Right? You oh, my know? goodness. You, you can, can do any of these Can you imagine you the encounters with an all barbarian party? You like go down the line, you're like, bonus action rage, bonus action rage, bonus action. Like, just all down the line. <laughs> Everybody's raging all the time. I'll, I'll run uh, that for somebody someday. Oh, Matt, Matt, you, th- this is your your payback uh, for for running the all bard party. Is I'll let you play in an all barbarian party. Oh my god! And then we'll have a crossover episode where it's uh, all barbarians. <gasps> I would do that. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. I love barbarians. Oh, they're so fun. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and none of them can read. Imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> None of them can read. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, no, no. Here it is, though. You, if you have an all barbarian party, you like, you have it where, like, each of you multi classes like one level in a different thing. Yeah. So like you're like you're five levels barbarian, but like one level wizard. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just sounds like an entertaining idea to me. And what an interesting, what an interesting composition. I think it could be you a know? Very funny thing if we had like a, like there was a rule that like none of the, none of them, the players could have like uh, in over like eight, <laughs> but there's like one that has like a magical hat or something that makes them very intelligent. It's, so there's like this one barbarian who like spent his whole life at like, you know, super unintelligent. And then he found this magical hat. Now he's like the leader of this little band because <laughs> he has like in 18 or something like that because he's wearing oh my this God. stupid hat. And he's like, come on, guys, we need to go. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. Now I've got like a million ideas running through my head. <laughs> See, and like, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, when we talk about does party composition matter? I mean, really like, no podcast over. We're, we're finished. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> right. Like the, the party composition no, but, does not matter. End of story. Yeah. Um, but it's worth talking about the different ways to do it. You know, like 
because you don't have to go in and be like, all right, we have a cleric, a rogue, a bard, a fighter, a barbarian. Ultimate party, five people, covered all the bases, like we're good to go. It doesn't have to be that way. Like we said, a whole party of barbarians where they multi-class one level in a random other class. Like, there's there's ways you can make it more exciting, you know, than just having a standard party. Well, and on top of that, like, as a DM, I really don't like to see the... You go to start a game and you get two players that are super stoked and they're like, we both want to play Bard, right? Or we both want to play Barbarian. And you go... Okay, well, that doesn't fit the like roles of the team. Well, no, Ugh. that doesn't matter. Like, okay, they're gonna do separate things unless you unless you like talk to two players and they're both like, I want to play this like half orc barbarian who's like kills everything and drinks ale all the time and likes to go to whorehouses. You'd be like, okay, like <laughs> you guys are literally the same. Like you both are trying to play exactly the same character. It's just gonna like mat <laughs> like do you guys want to play twins or something like right like, you know you could probably make it work but it's like okay like let me talk to you guys because I also don't want one of you stealing the spotlight from the other at the same time but right. in most cases you know if somebody comes in they're like oh we both want to play clerics right they're like cool mm-hmm. okay let's talk about that what do you want to play and what do you want to play well I want to play this like super devout like. Uh, you know, lived in a temple my whole life kind of thing, yada, yada, you know, is all about healing and, you know, light magic and stuff. And then the other guy's like, you know, I've worship a storm God and like, I just demolish in his name. I'm like, cool. Like <laughs> you guys are totally separate people. <laughs> right. Like, you know that now you've got this cleric. I mean, he's in heavy armor. He goes up on the front line and just starts bashing in skulls with his mace. And then you've got the other cleric who is back in the back. Like I said, you know, these, you know, tank DPS healer kind of roles are filled by different classes, different subclasses. And, you know, you can't not think that the developers of Dungeons and Dragons have thought about this. That's why there's different subclasses. That's why there's not one way to play each class. Right. There's, there's only, you know, so many classes and then there's just so many subclasses. (laughs) Yeah. Like Branchon says, cleric, uh, cleric on its own has huge variety, about a trillion subclasses for cleric. Yeah. And I I think back to previous episodes where we've talked about like giving dimension to characters and especially in the scenario where you have your cleric instance where one of them is like a super devout cleric and the other is like a warpath cleric. It's it, it's going to add so much intrigue to the campaign to have those two clerics side by side and having them interact with each other because yeah, they're both clerics, but they're played so differently that yeah. it's going to add this like clash, I guess of forces between devout and chaotic. Yeah. Where they're so, not even like the same person. And they, it's funny, like to me, I don't know if this like totally makes sense if like how realistic and like very strict you want to be with like the gods of your world, but it'd be like very, very humorous to me if like these two clerics worship the same God, but like (laughs) view the God very differently. Oh yeah. Like one God is like, you know, one guy's like, you know, raised in this temple and is like all about like, you know, being devout and worship and like, you know, helping spread the word and life of like, you know, their God. But then the other guy's like, no, he spoke to me like on a mountain peak with like lightning in the background. And I'm I'm like, (laughs) I must fight for him kind of thing. Like not quite like a paladin, but like he's, you know, like he's still kind of, but they, yeah, they worship the same God, but are on so opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, and that's like, that's, Words. Words are hard. We, Let me have, think of what I'm trying to say episode, here. Guys. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, it's like the uh, Celtic deity. I just looked it up because I couldn't remember the name. The Celtic deity, Aran, the god of life and death. If you had a cleric, if you, or if you had two clerics, and they both worshipped Aran, but one worshipped Aran for the life, and one worshipped Aran for the death. Straight like, up that death is, cleric, straight up life light cleric 
it's so cool. Like that is so cool to me. Um, and there's so many other examples, but that's just the one that came to mind because God of life and death is so opposite. Um, but the same, because life is cyclical. Um, <laughs> well, and, it, it, you know, like we said, this spreads so much beyond, like, even these examples we're using. You know, like, if you want to play something, play something. Don't don't make it based on, I'm playing this because there's a role that needs to be filled. Find a way to fill that role inside the game. You know, I, I, I would much rather have you, I mean, it's going to lead to such more memorable and better RP moments for you guys to come up against a challenge that you may not be ready for uh, like easily. You know, if you've got a rogue in the party, who's, you know, a thief and has spent their whole life, you know, maybe like they, they used to do, you know, um, you know, heist missions and stuff like this. <laughs> like, and then you come up to like locked doors. It's just like, cool. We've got that. No right. worries here. But like, if you don't have a rogue in the party and you've got six barbarians and you come up to a door and it's, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they could, you I'm think, oh, they'll rage just smash and, through it. But yeah. like, you know, there's maybe the, the door is like, it's like a big stone thing. And it's like a, you've got to like work this mechanism to like raise it or something like that, you know, or something like all these guys are going to have to be like, oh, okay, well, who's, who's got, you know, quick fingers. Let's who, who can do that, you know? And like, it's more funny to like hat and fun in my opinion to have these guys go, okay, who can figure this out? Who, who, let's, let's like, <laughs> and have those kind of like, you start to fill out those roles of like, okay, well, you know, this guy over here, Bozo, he's, he's the big old, he's a big beefy dude, but he's like, he keep, you know, his decks is slightly higher than ours. And he keeps proving that like, when it comes into like little situations like this, he's better at it than us. So he's kind of like our little rogue. Like he handles picking locks and you know, our, our little rogue that is six foot nine and 500 pounds. Yeah, he's Goliath. And <laughs> <laughs> pure absolute beef. Oh man. Going back to the beefcake. Uh, Solus says, Solus said, I loved when I had a cleric that healed people by punching them and then loved using fire instead of healing. Uh, and I just started a character in a campaign about heroes in a thieves guild. She's a barbarian, and just this past session, she got shocked by a trap door she tried to bust through. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the whole idea, right? You know, it's party composition matters if if you're concerned about that kind of thing uh you know we had a conversation on the server with uh somebody uh, you know talking about you know if it's like a highly deadly campaign and that's like set up by the dm you know if it's like you guys are gonna need to be like balanced and thinking about this you know maybe that maybe this kind of thing doesn't matter but i think in most people's games like you know what did i just say games is it it's a when I come to the table, you know, or the video call or whatever the case may be, <laughs> you know, I, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to yeah. enjoy the time with my friends, whether that's through emotional role playing and I'm, you know, hurting people, you know, not hurting, hurting, but, you know, wrenching in serious topics or if we're just talking about food <laughs> the poop goblin again, like it's, yeah, it's, I'm there to have fun. Like all these situations are for fun. And if, all I'm concerned about is if my party's balanced, I'm not having fun. <laughs> right. Because it shouldn't matter what your players are or how they play if you have the flexibility to work around them. Like, even if you're playing a module and you're not doing homebrew, you can adjust that. Like, you That's can adjust the encounters. <laughs> You yeah. can do anything you want. If you if you look at it and you're like, hey, there's a puzzle in here and my party is so freaking bad at puzzles, take it out. Put in a monster for them to smack at. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, right. It, it, you know, you, you people, I feel like as a DM, there's people that might think like, oh, I DM, but I only do modules. I only do, you know, adventure paths, official adventure stuff. Well, okay, like you might 
be doing that, but unless you're like literally just reading a book to your friends, you're homebrewing the whole time. Like you're, yeah, you're making things up as you go. And when your players, it completely ignore it and you start to scramble and you're like throwing in random NPCs and random monsters, you're homebrewing. You're making things up as you go. It, it's not a homebrew world. It's not, a, you know, like entirely your own. But that's part of being a DM is you homebrew on the fly every single time as you go. Yeah. And speaking of, um, this kind of ties into a question that we got on our Discord from random person H2O. Um, as a DM, how much do you take into consideration the composition of the party when planning encounters? Also, do you tend to exploit your party's weaknesses when planning certain combats what are your thoughts on DMs that do this? So for me, um, I don't think I ever really try to exploit the party's weaknesses unless, at least in combat. I feel like outside of combat, I would be like trying to, you know, plan for their weaknesses to give them a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but in combat, I usually like... I mean, honestly, unless it's something that, like, is, like, established in my world that they would kind of be encountering or it's, like, part of the story, usually I just throw things that, like, I think would be fun for them to fight in right. the game. Like, like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's have a random encounter. Like, what would be fun? Like, okay, it's in the woods, so, like, realism. I'm not going to just, like, you know, you're not fighting, you know, oceanic creatures in the woods, but like at the same time like i'm like all right like what could be a fun random encounter and like you know i'll write up a little random encounter table that's like i don't know maybe they come across like a medusa in the woods for some reason that like lives out here like (laughs) you know like or there's a chimera that just like chills out here in the woods like why not like that sounds really fun to fight oof uh yeah i i don't really i don't really plan things based off of my party members I I'm like, all right, I have five players that are level five. So what can I throw at them in general at five level five characters to make it challenging and still fun? Um, I never think like, oh, this person has resistance to fire and this person has resistance to cold. So I'm going to specifically pick monsters that are the opposite of that you know yeah uh, mod avoid... matt would disagree with me on saying i don't do that because we in our one shot games he was playing like a fire genasi wizard who like <laughs> he just like specifically buffed up all his fire stuff and then they came into a bunch of battles against a bunch of stuff with fire resistance and i'm like matt look in the, <laughs> you can look in the book like these are all creatures that just have fire resistance you're fighting devils and demons and stuff man i'm sorry Cause he's just like completely ineffective for like a couple <laughs> battles there. It was, I was like, I'm not doing this on purpose. I swear to you. Yeah. I, I really don't pay attention. I, I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's that I want, I just want to do something that's going to be fun and interesting. And I don't worry about resistances or certain things like that. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to, putting a challenge in front of the players that they may not be prepared for. Um, you know, even if you're doing that, you know, not purposefully, like that's all that's, you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier. That's more fun. Like I want to see what these five dudes, you know, or people, I I, I use dudes for all kinds of people. Uh, these five people like come up with, um, to solve this, solve this issue. Like they come up against it and it's not cut and dry. It's not, all right, rogue, get the heck up to the front and unlock that lock door. It's right. like, okay, like, okay, this is happening and this is happening. Like, what do we do? We don't have a clear solution to this. And then you've got your casters who are instantly like through all their spells. <laughs> like, what do I have that could do something cool? And then you've got, you know, you've got the barbarian in the front who's like, I will break it. <laughs> and like, maybe breaking is not the solution because, you know, it's going to make too much noise and you guys are on a stealth mission, you know, things like that. You know, there's, I like, I like putting that challenge, even if it's not on purpose, I think having that challenge is more fun that the party's not balanced and they have to come up with something interesting. And then that's, that leads to these memorable story moments where you can be like, man, I threw this puzzle or this trap or this, you know, such and such this encounter, um, at my players and 
I just couldn't believe what they came up with. Like I, I wouldn't right. have ever thought of something like this. And my <laughs> players like pulled it out of their butts, like out of nowhere. We're like, boom, I'm doing this cool thing. And I'm like, yes, please do this. This is so cool. And you know, this, oh, this yeah. is like the, you know, title of our podcast, right? Is a rule of cool. Rule like, of cool. If, even if it doesn't make perfect logistical rules, lawyer sense, if you tell me you want to do something really cool and it makes sense to me, and I make you roll for it at least, you know, like if it's real crazy, I'm going to have you roll. Mm-hmm. And then you, you get, you know, you roll good. Like, why can't this happen? Like, sure. Right. Well, and in every campaign I play in, every campaign that I'm a player, um, I will do that. I will be like, all right, DM, I have some shenanigans. Nathan can attest. I have done this to him. I have done it to our other mod, Alyssa. I play with her. I've done it to Jeremy, um, another friend that sometimes joins us. I'm like, I've got some shenanigans I'd like to pull. Um, Can I roll for these shenanigans to happen? Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, you got to throw the shenanigans in. You got to have fun. Being a DM is that, you know, you the shenanigans that are thrown at you, you can adjust, right? Like if someone comes up to you and says, I want to do this super crazy thing and they roll. And even if they roll well, be like, okay, well, you know, this happens, but it happens like in this way, like there's a little bit of a limit to it. Let me spin it so that it's not like insanity. It's like, it's like, Oh, I want to like, you know, make this crazy, like, you know, leap and, you know, things like this and like bounce off this wall and like ricochet (laughs) a like arrow and it like bounce off and hit this dude in the face. And I'm like, okay, well, like, let's make a roll for something like this. That sounds awesome. But you're like, cool. Like you did this, but like, you know, maybe like, like I said, that arrow, it bounces, it hits the guy because you went all crazy. But like, maybe like now tactically in the battlefield, like you put yourself in a bad spot. You did something really cool. You did some crazy, you got like all this sneak attack damage, yada, yada. But like, you know, there's, there's kind of that leveling <laughs> of it. Like, do I just let you literally get away with like going insane, like going X game mode and just like wilding out on everybody? Or do I say like, okay, like you can do this really cool thing, but there's going to like, you can tell that like, if you do this, there's going to be like somewhat of a drawback. Like it's not going to be perfect 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 you can do these crazy things non-stop as a dm you can you can kind of set the limit on that and say okay like if you're gonna do this there is a limit yeah uh dreadlord says i have a single shenanigan <laughs> i have a shenan <laughs> one shenan. i have one shenan <laughs> another question um timey wimey fox brings an interesting question to our discord channel um and we kind of talked about this earlier but this gives us a little bit more specific areas to delve into can a monk be built as a tank and can a paladin function primarily as a healer instead of a more traditional tank role can you have a sorcerer who fights at the front of the group rather than from a distance, maybe even as a tank? Or is it possible to have a party of all casters? And there's a lot of questions in that one conglomerate there. Um, yes. <laughs> but first, can a monk be built as a tank? The answer is yes. I think the um, monks are almost more tanks than, than some other roles. I think they fit in as tanks better than some other classes. Yeah, I mean, if you have, like, tank, DPS, healer, like, if you relegate it to those three, then I would say they're tanks. Yeah, I mean, if you're um, thinking about the standard monk build, like this, you know, kung fu-y, like, maybe as, like, a bow staff, <laughs> like, comes in and is, like, you know, doing a bunch of hits and, like, you know, using stunning strike and, you know, all these kind of things. Like, this is the dude that's up in the grill. Like, it, say, yeah. say you've got three players right you've got your tank you've got your dps and you've got your healer if you've got a wizard and you've got a cleric and the cleric's a life cleric and the you know the wizard's the guy that's casting fireball and you know like your Mm -hmm. monk is your is your tank the monk's the guy that runs up in there 
and gets in somebody's face so that they don't advance on the wizard and the, the cleric. Like the, this is yeah. like, that is a monk does that very well. They've got, you know, you get your monk, give them Sentinel, like, boom, you've like, you've <laughs> got a tank. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, especially when you start getting all of those actions per turn where like, they get two attacks and then you do flurry of blows and you add stunning strike onto that and Extract then you do step in the wind like just i know it's not possible to do like everything all at once but you know it's pretty you start dropping the key points like your salt bay and you're just like <laughs> right and just really like going for it and, like i'm sorry hang on <laughs> did nathan just pull a like gen z reference on stream i did <laughs> at least i didn't say bay. anything about himbos you <laughs> said something about himbos last time oh man but yeah i mean like you just really just come in there like you're just like boom check out all these key points and you really start just like laying them on there like i mean you're like a tank and a half at that point like uh you know i the idea of a tank isn't just the heavy armored or, you know, unarmored as in barbarians is it isn't the person that's like, just like taking all the hits. Like it can be the guy that gets in there and is causing enough mayhem and damage up in the front lines to stop the bad, you know, bad guys from advancing. You know, you've got your guys in the back that you don't want getting hit because your wizard's got eight and a half hit points, you know, like (laughs) max, he's level eight. (laughs) No, will die from one day sneezing damage yeah i mean he's Um, he's he's very fragile and his ego also so you got to be careful with him and and then you've got the monk that runs up in there and it it doesn't have to be he doesn't he can be avoiding those hits you know he can go up and take patient offense and things like this and be just just stopping the guy 15 20 feet away from the guys in the back yeah, in the chat, um, Branchen says, uh, dodge tanks are great. You can't take damage if you never get hit. Um, and then the frontline monk was sentinel to keep enemies from advancing. Oh, yeah. You, you throw that sentinel. Yeah. If you're playing a monk and you want to be frontline and you don't take sentinel, I am disappointed in you. As <laughs> uh, You know, I'm not saying people need to power game or like, try to you know anything like this but like if you play a monk and you get in the front lines and you don't take sentinel what are you doing because <laughs> what are you doing not? um huh. all right next part of the question can a paladin function primarily as a healer instead of a more traditional tank role it's more difficult for a paladin in, mm-hmm. uh, for to be like a primary healer i feel like they're not as they're like yeah. classes set up they're not as you know druid or um you know cleric and things like that with their spells and such yeah i think it's easier for a cleric to become a tank than it is like a cleric to become full tank than a paladin to become full healer yeah you know but i think that like they i mean they can definitely you know we talk about like more you says like you know more traditional tank role. I think mm-hmm. that a paladin can easily step out of that more traditional tank role. I just don't think that they they balance as well into a primary healer. I think that when they can become basically your healer, if you've also got maybe a bard in the party or a mm-hmm. druid or something like that, that maybe can back you up in in those necessary situations. I just don't think they're as versatile with with their spell list. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I said, they can easily step out of that tank role, and I love paladins. I, I, paladins can kind of step into any of these roles wherever you need. Yeah. Them. You know, I I think that, like I said, I think that f- when when you're looking at the like three roles, right? Say you've got mm-hmm. a monk, he's your tank, and mm-hmm. you've got a wizard, he's your DPS. And then you've got a paladin. I think that he struggles a little bit more to step into healer than, you know, some roles do. But I th- I mean, he does, it, it does fine. You know, you've got lay on hands, especially as you get higher level, you've got enough lay on hands. I mean, you can just be, you know, coming over and getting that AD charged up and. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's definitely possible for a paladin to be a very strong healer. 
um, just the same that they could be a very strong DPS, a very strong tank. But I think that the transition completely over to any of the categories would be difficult. Um, They're best when you use them in like a almost multi-class kind of situation, like multi-subclass kind of way. I mean, like, I think it's, I mean, such a tight role. If you've, like, you've got a barbarian and then you've got a wizard and you've got a cleric and then you throw a paladin in there and that dude, the paladin becomes like the highlight of the show because he's just backing everybody up. Yeah. You know, he's coming in there with the barbarian and just wreaking havoc. And then, you know, if the, you know, cleric goes down, boom, he's got your back. He just, he just lay in hands, brought the, the, you know, cleric up, you know, 30 hit points or something, you know, and like just gave him a quick shock of life. And then boom, he turns around and he's like throwing spells off with the wizard. <laughs> uh, Solace says for newbies, what is DPS? Um, DPS is damage per second. Um, so this is somebody that is going to do a lot of damage very quickly. Yeah, I put DPS because um, I think it's a, a little bit more um, talked about in, or like kind of like if I was to say DPS to someone, I feel like they'd understand it better. Uh, in terms of like Dungeons and Dragons, it's more like DPR, dun- like damage per round. Yeah, and that's what um, Branchin says. Yeah, so I mean, it's well. it is a little bit different, but um, yeah, I put DPS just because I feel like when I'm when we talk about kind of the trinity of these like three kind of separations, <laughs> people like get tanks, DPS, and healer, and they like kind of know what those roles feel. Even yeah. I feel like I mean, especially you know a younger generation of people like no video games and like this is kind of how <laughs> things are referred to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in Dungeons and Dragons, it's more in more DPR damage per round. That's going to be kind of what you're like considering. Yeah, and so this is going to be more of like your casters um, in this situation, because um, you have your tanks, which are like your your barbarians, your fighters, um, your healers, which are your clerics, and you know bards. Um, bards bards kind of span. DPS and healer, I feel. Well, I think that healer kind of falls into this kind of title that is not just all about healing all the time. I feel like that kind of healer section, uh, the healing is part of a support class, right? You know, yeah. That, that's what they do. They buff, they debuff, they heal, things like that. Sure. I mean, your wizard, or not your, sorry, your barbarian. Fuck. Why? words you're barred <laughs> <laughs> I literally said the wrong thing twice in a row and it's like no, I'm, so sure I'm, of sorry. Myself. <laughs> I'm sorry quick five second tangent you know that uh tiktok where he's like playing a song and it's like the entertainer where it's like da 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 fuck oh yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. That's what that just reminded of. You're like talking, talking, talk. Fuck. All right. And talking, talking. Uh, (laughs) It was at this moment that Nathan knew he fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, people in the stream, did you see the look of pure joy that crossed my face when I heard that? that. I think think it worked. Yeah, we uh, I added that into the soundboard. I, I was downloading a couple sounds, and then I was like, this is the one that I need. need. <laughs> this, is, this is it. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Your bard is, uh, you know, sure, they can go out and they can deal some damage. They can cast lightning bolt, you know, things like that. You know, big, bigger damaging spells, and they can they can start to kind of like, you know, slide into a little bit of that DPS kind of stuff. But, I mean, overall, same with healers, as in clerics and things like that. And then, you know, same with druids. Um, a lot of times that they, they fill a very supporting role. They they help at the other classes out quite a bit. What about control? Classes that control the flow and position of battle. This is from Dreadlord. This is interesting. Um Crowd control can be done with 
a lot of different people. <laughs> like yeah. there is so many ways to do crowd control and like position of the battle. I personally like one of my biggest things is I like to play rogues and I like to play bards. Um, so I can speak to those two pretty, pretty effectively. So in the instance of a rogue, rogues are great to do flanking. Um, so if you have a party and they have, you have a tank in that party um, and they're wanting to do like maximum damage on this creature, whatever it is you're fighting. The best thing you can do as a rogue is sneak behind and flank so that your tank can get advantage on their attacks. Um, little things like that. Like that is how you take control of a battle with a class that isn't really a frontline fighter. Yeah. Well, and then you talk about your other, you know, kind of favor being bards. Yeah. Bards get, you know, a lot of use with their spells of, you know, suggestion and, you know, um, you know, things like silence and like things that like control the battlefield. So you're like, cool. Over in this area, you ain't going over there because you can't cast any spells at me if you're in that silence area and things like that or darkness yeah. and, you know, stuff like that that are, like, really able to position, uh, you know, and it's it's kind of, like I said, like, kind of, like, trying to control the battlefield with a bard is something that, like, you get a lot of spells that can can do that pretty easily. It It's this thing where as long as you have... An idea. This is what we said earlier. The name of our podcast is The Rule of Cool. Yeah. As long as you have an idea and you pitch that to your DM, you could do crowd control or a battle control with any class. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, yeah, it with it, it really comes down to like the spells, right? Like, you know, being able to use those spells effectively and creatively. And I mean, have have it basically affect your dungeon master, right? Be able to say like, I use this and this and this to do this, and then have it in a way kind of get your DM to do what you're like trying to control in the battlefield to do. You know, using you know warlocks are also good at this. You know, the suggestion, you know, hypnotic yeah. pattern, and you know, um, arms of Hadar, like putting things out that are like able to like kind of wrangle these guys um mm-hmm. you know is because like your dm don't want his bad guys to die either he's gonna move them <laughs> right <laughs> uh i can't remember i was in a battle royale not too long ago um with some of my friends we just did a battle royale for funsies um two person teams there were three uh teams and I forget what the spell I was that I used, but it halved their speed. They got disadvantage on like in rolls, um, dexterity rolls, and something else. I was an arcane trickster. Somebody throw it in the chat. I know. Okay. Somebody throw it in the chat if you can remember what that slow. Duh, slow. Um, thank you, Mod Matt. Um, the spell slow is insanity um, because that's an AOE that have speed and takes disadvantage on certain roles. And that is a massive controlling factor when you're in a combat situation. So as a cleric, uh, Sola says, as a cleric, I could have caused massive damage against a creature. But instead, I used my turn to mass lesser restoration, a huge amount of allies with the help of a fellow player's magical shield. Um, this is a shout out to Chucky our Tales of Inventar campaign um, and that beautiful magical shield that is a little OP, but it's fine. Um, a lot. It's a lot OP. A little. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no way that I would give one yeah. of my players that f- 
and shield. I know Matt loves Jeremy, it, that was there's, that some wild, wild shenanigans. Like that shield is so strong. I, of course you say your shield is amazing. It's OP. Jeremy, that's wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. That shield is amazing. Jeremy, can I come guest DM and just straight, the whole thing I do is destroy Matt's shield? Here's the thing, Matt. It already broke once. It will probably break again. And also, my character will pry it from your cold dead hands. Uh, <laughs> I will I will happily pry it from your cold dead hands, Matt. <laughs> All right. One last question uh, from our Discord server from Zachary Colossus. Should I build characters around the party if I'm late to joining the group or... Should I build something else? Is building a synergizing PC better than a contrasting PC? I think I think that, you know, I think that when you're coming into a party, I don't think it's a bad thing to consider who you're joining. Right. I want you to have fun. That's that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. I I am one of those players that definitely takes into consideration what the art other party members are um just because i when i'm coming into a campaign late i don't want to steal anybody's thunder and that's a personal thing um other people don't feel that way and that is perfectly valid and fine um but i personally if i'm joining a campaign late like i did this when i joined nathan's campaign because we already had so many people i don't even remember what everybody is we have a wizard a druid, a is he a cleric? I I'm see if you're right. can't you remember what everybody is. is. I just know what they do. And also, how dare you change your name to that? That is so dumb. Just... <laughs> he changed his name to the cool one <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah, because you know obviously what? that makes me the cool I'll one. Just my name is the do cool something one, myself. So I must be the cool um, one. Anyway, so, man, what do we have? We have a druid, a wizard, a cleric, a paladin, and a new character that just joined that I believe is a sorcerer, but I don't know because I was not awake. I was not awake when they joined the party. <laughs> Yeah, who is what is Nezrai? I've never seen we haven't been in combat yet with Nezrai where I've been awake. (laughs) (laughs) We have, yeah, that's true. When you've been awake, it has not. Nezrai, go ahead and roast me in the chat. Roast her in the Um, the chat. (laughs) We have, you're also forgetting people, (laughs) a cleric. I'm like going through a fighter? No, a ranger. I don't know what he is. I feel so bad. I don't know my own party members. Um Okay, we have we paladin. have Paladin. What do we go through? We've got Boris the Paladin, Gilbert Blood the Hunter. Nezra the Half Orc Blood Hunter, Safi the Druid. Tempest the Rogue, Monk, Thurman the Monk Cleric, and, and Bloodhunter. My bad. Um, I I was close. Okay, I was close. And also, how was I supposed to guess that Nezrai was a Bloodhunter? Because she, I have never seen open, that. Uses her fucking blood magic. To <laughs> I can't help play. it. I work. <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dreadlord. I forgot i for some reason thought you were a ranger i remember now that you're a monk it's you know you play an aarakocra so my first chalky vicky stay awake nathan all right we're getting derailed yes. um <laughs> In my defense, I messaged Nathan and said, I'm going to fall asleep before this campaign ends. And he said, it's fine. So. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I can't force you to stay awake. Right. I'm not going to be a jerk. Um, Anyways, let's let's see what kind of shenanigans our friends at home are getting into or have gotten into. Yeah, we, uh. 
And for anybody that doesn't know, in our Discord, um, we have a little section that is uh, called Shenantics. And uh, this is, it's an area where you guys can drop in um, crazy stories about the shenanigans that you've gotten into, where your players have gotten into. Um, and uh, we, we kind of, <laughs> we'll talk about it on here and uh, bring it up. We want to be able to like kind of share, we talk about our shenanigans nonstop. Yeah. So today our story is from Miss Maud Mayhem. Um, she runs a homebrew campaign and she says, a few of my players, a paladin and two wizards, took a break from adventuring on a beach while the monk and cleric did some light shopping. After the pantsless paladin and the gnome wizard dismounted the back of their sea unicorn, still drunk off unicorn whiskey, they had one more thing to do to complete their wonderful beach trip. Limbo. But what is limbo without a friend? My players roll perception, and I get a 14 from the paladin. Sure, I say. There is an elderly couple enjoying the sun. They approach as I describe the man in a speedo, enjoying his time off, and the woman basically ignoring the whole situation. The man gets convinced and begins the limbo while our halfling paladin plays a tune on his bagpipes. This poor old man rolls a natural one on athletics, folds in half, and dies. The cleric approaches just in time to revivify the man who claims, Damn, if my wife is still alive, you should have left me dead. Two morals of this story. One, don't leave your cleric if you're drunk, dumb, or putting yourself in danger. And two, always get consent for reviving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Period craziness. <laughs> I just love that hey, I rolled a natural one. Listen, when it's when it's died. a random elderly NPC <laughs> playing limbo, if they hit a natural one trying to play limbo, if they've only got six health, you roll a one d eight of <laughs> elder elder damage. One d eight of limbo damage, and Snapping they die. The then damage. they die. You know. Um, <laughs> that's that's a wild story um i will say this is from a campaign um that is this true. story happened before that. i joined um but i joined in um late as a npc for miss mud mayhem um i play one of her npcs that is a little more important um to one of the character's stories it's so much fun it's so much fun playing an NPC in somebody else's campaign. You like drop in every now and then for like a little sprinkle of information. I also just love that this was a beach trip because everybody needs a beach trip. A sea unicorn. I also, yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is the unicorn whiskey? Also, we need, we, I need answers on the unicorn whiskey. Is this, is this, and I don't think whiskey? Mod Mayhem is, is with us today to explain, but, um, when you listen to this episode, did you milk this? Did they milk this creature for its sea unicorn whiskey? Yeah. Also, a sea unicorn. Also, isn't that just out of? a narwhal? <laughs> a narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that, isn't that what that is? Um, it's probably just like a straight up ocean horse. <laughs> like has four or, legs. Or is it like a unicorn, like a hybrid unicorn and hippocampus? Yeah, I was thinking something kind of like that. That would make more sense than a narwhal. Um, but where did they get the unicorn whiskey? Did it come out of the horn? I don't. And how do you retrieve it? This is there's so many questions that are posed by Paladin. This. You summoned Steed and made it up. Oh, oh yes, uh, Chucky Bicky, aka Mod Matt, aka Mod Madness, also plays in this campaign as an actual character. Um, he gotcha. says the Paladin used summon Steed and made it up. That makes sense. No, it's not. Um, it's another one of our lovely friends um, on Discord. He is Indiana Jones. Uh, He's great. He's hilarious. 
Um, some of the stuff they come uh, up I with still, is crazy. <laughs> Wait, so he summoned the steed and made it up. So, Matt, if you were in this game, I need to know where did the whiskey come from and why is it unicorn yeah. whiskey? You're an awesome gunslinger. All right. From what I've been told, Zasko is not an awesome gunslinger. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. My character hasn't met his character yet. So, not in any official capacity, anyways. My gosh. That's (laughs) (laughs) so funny to me. Just. Boom, Boom roasted. roasted. This was the game before man. I joined. Oh. <laughs> of course. We need help, people. I want to know where the whiskey you. comes from. Um, yeah. Man, is there anybody in the chat today? We need, we gods to know where the unicorn whiskey came from. Do we have Mod Madness? We'll, do we we'll have Born Twisted? Uh, do we have Indiana Jones? Are any of you in the chat? Solus, were you we'll with them it. when this happened? Uh, in case you guys didn't know, we all play together all the time. (laughs) All the mods and I and Nathan and a handful of other people all play together like four days a week. (laughs) All the adventures. All the daring adventures. Daring adventures. (laughs) Heck stories, 10 pages long. Before any of us are around, they're growing up. Ah, sad. Unfortunate. We'll have to ask for a follow up. Um, We'll we'll let everyone know in episode. Right. (laughs) We'll have a whole segment called Where Did the Unicorn Whiskey Come From? Oh, man. I think that's all we have today. I think we kind of went over everything. Um, On Halloween, (gasps) we're having a Halloween spooktacular. I'm so excited. We can start promoting this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On Halloween night, uh, we are going to be having some fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. I have, we have costumes and decorations. I was working on my costume today and I burnt my thumb and I don't think you're going to be able to really see it, but it hurt really bad. <laughs> um, but my costume is halfway done. With only a week left for Halloween. Which didn't you say you have more than one costume? I do. Not for this. I I do have more than one costume. I am. I I love to cosplay. I love to build my own costumes. So I do have two that I'm doing this year. One is my Sith costume because of course, and then the other is a cosplay of my character um, from one of the campaigns I'm in, and. Yeah, the, my Sith Mordo my Sith costume is halfway is done. I mean, what did you say? I said Morgan will be shooting TikToks. I will be shooting a lot of TikToks <laughs> with my lightsaber and my handmade Sith costume. Um, you guys will get the, the first preview into my costume. I haven't told Morgan anything about it either, except it does include a wig. Yeah. So I'll leave it at yeah. that. I'm not telling you what kind of wig. I mm, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I basically just decided I was going to make myself look like a fool. So that's, that's fine. Um, all right, I think that is everything for today. Um, we covered a lot of information on party composition. Um, long story short, party composition doesn't really matter as long as you know how to work with each other work with other players um that's really all it takes yeah i mean it really just comes down to have fun and if you want to play something weird and a role that you know isn't what you think most people envision it to be do it have fun but dnd's right. a game At the end of the day it's a game and we're doing it to have fun we're doing it to escape this harsh reality and uh travel to a magical world with all our friends and and enjoy the time together yeah make sure that you follow us on all of our social medias uh facebook instagram twitter 
uh, join our Discord server where you can submit topics for us to talk about and you can vote on our topic and submit questions for us to answer on stream. Um, <laughs> we stream usually every Saturday on Twitch. Um, sometimes it changes because, you know, life happens. But our podcast will always go up on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Yeah, I was supposed to get married tomorrow, guys. So me and my fiance are spending the day together because uh, COVID sucks, guys. <laughs> Wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Party composition doesn't matter. Boom. <laughs> roasted. Until next time, this has been another episode of the Rule of Cool Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Kidnapping an NPC that the DM thought was irrelevant. Min-maxing attributes. Making your wizard really dumb. Seeing who can be the first to get the DM to say they hate you. Let's play D&D, you and me. And that one guy that the DM knows that nobody else really likes. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. The one where we can burn a town and have no real consequences. Ooh.